Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Speak Life Radio. I'll go tell my brother in ministry, which is sister in Christ, Rachel Carlene Renee, a sermon and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. So I'm coming on here talking to um, the machine here. I don't want to call her name because I don't want her to be talking. So today is February 9th, 2023. Welcome to Speak Life, beloved friend. All is well with you, seriously. So I'm lifting up my whole household and myself. I am lifting up you and your whole household, beloved. I'm lifting up the kingdom family. Worldwide, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn, lifting up them and lifting up their families worldwide, lifting up children worldwide in the name of Jesus, and lifting all those that weather storms, all those that may be weathering a storm right now, all those that when you when you really serve, you have to know. God, God tells us in advance, so you have to know. He may not tell us everything, but he tells us certain things so we can, just like the word said, lo, I tell you before it comes. So I'm lifting up all the servants, the true, sincere servants of God after the heart of God in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I come to you right now and I thank you, Lord. But Father, prepare me for this speak life, Lord. I pray my heart is tilled and I pray that this word is seasoned with salt, light and love. And I pray, Lord, that you have fine-tweeted my heart so my heart is grounded in you. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, Lord God, I know you are with me, for me. You won't leave us, forsake us, nor fail in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Lord. Father, I need you to totally consume everything that's in me. God, my Father, the word of God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost Spirit overtake and consume in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I become as your child. And I pray we all become as children listening to what the Spirit is saying to the church just this evening. Lord, be ye glorified, be lifted up high, Lord God, and bind up everything that is demonic, dark, every demon and every devil, Lord, make every knee bow this night and be still in the name of jesus i pray amen so good evening beloved i'm praying all as well so what i came to talk about is our response it's our response is that an earthly response or is that a spiritual response so i was i was listening to something yesterday um i think i got this yesterday or i might have been might have been this morning i'm not sure and I was listening to something and I was like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. And, but once I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not, that's not the right response. That's not the right response. It may sound good, but it's actually an earthly response. It's an earthly response. 
Because one thing too, like I was talking to someone yesterday and I was telling her about something I had been experiencing. And I told her it was not the first time I experienced this, but this time the Lord told me to be still, be still, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So, okay. So I can't respond to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a little rough time with that. I mean, I've been, I've been on like real borderline disobedience with this thing, but it's like, it's his war. It's not my war. This is his battle. This is not my battle. Everything we go through is not for us to fight. And he says in his word, resist not evil. So he sent that to me, resist not evil before. Well, no, I think this thing had already started, but he told me to resist not evil. And so everything that, that we go through, the response is not always to run because God didn't tell us to run. He told us to stand and 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 I again I say stand so even when even when it could be an enemy coming in or the enemy coming in like a flood he didn't tell us put on your your swim gear and no he said his spirit will respond his spirit his spirit will respond God's spirit God's spirit will respond. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Um, so that's what he says. And so it's not for us to respond. It's for God's spirit to do something. So we are supposed to allow the spirit to do what the spirit is supposed to do. Okay. So it says here in Matthew, I'll start in Matthew 5, 38. You have heard that it has been said an eye for an eye and a two for two. But I, the word of God, the Lord Jesus, God himself say unto you that you resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite you on your right cheek, turn to him, uh, the left also, yeah, the other also, yeah, I was stumbling with that one, yeah, but, so it's not always, you know, a logical way to respond, to respond, it's not, that's not, that's not the response, so, and God says not to render, when he's talking to the disciples, not to render evil for evil, and I, I got this tonight preparing, I got this tonight preparing, even with getting upset with people. Um, I got this because there is things that people do. They know. And and I learned this, I learned this um this last year. When people are intentionally trying to hurt somebody, you have to know, even when you tell this person or you tell people that hurts me. If they keep, I don't care who the people are. It could be your parents. It could be your children. It could be your spouse. It could be somebody that you're calling a friend. It could be a neighbor. It could be, it could be anybody. Your family, whether natural or spiritual. So when you tell somebody something bothers you or you don't like it, right? And they continue to do it. 
Now, it could be they have a habit of doing things, but it also can be they know they're hurting you. That's the intent. That's the intent. So we know hurt people, hurt people. That has not changed. If now everybody's that is hurting, don't go out and hurt people. Everybody's hurting. Some people, they go into their little cave and they try to wait it out or something, or some people try to disguise it. But with people that like to infringe their hurt on other people, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And so the response is not to just render the hurt back because now we look just like them. And that's not, that's not God's intent for us. That's not his intent. It's kind of hard sometimes because especially if you respond without thinking it through, if you respond without thinking it through. But I, I really got an understanding of this tonight. I really got an understanding of this tonight. I mean, I understood, but tonight I really got to see it. So it says in uh, Psalm 37, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be you envious against the workers of inequity. Now we looked up that word envious. Envious is the one, let me see, let me get this. Because we have to, there we go, uh -huh, right there. It says, although many people consider envy and jealousy um, synonyms or synonymous, they actually have distinct meanings. Envy is the painful feeling of wanting someone, what is going on? Of um, envy is the painful feeling of wanting what someone else has like attributes or possessions, even callings on their life, even the, the type of anointing somebody has. It says, if you're jealous, you feel threatened. If you're jealous, you feel threatened, protective or fearful of losing one's possession or situation to someone else. So it's a, it's a difference, but he says, be not envious. Don't want what somebody else's have because that's part of his Ten Commandments, being covetous over your neighbor stuff. And so with him saying that, I don't know why I am here. Um, but with them, with him saying this, it is because it says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be you envious against workers of inequity. Don't want what they have. It's just like he says in the scripture, you know, some men do evil and it, it look like they're just doing well. Like, no, I know he says that in Ecclesiastes. It doesn't look like anything he says in a Psalm too. It doesn't look like they're going through anything. He says, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither. There's no water there. There's no living water. When, when we wither, there's no water. It says wither as the green herb. There's no water. So when we, if we fret ourselves, and I know this is something I have struggled with, like just not understanding how people get in the way with doing stuff, but it is because at one time we might've done it too, but it says, neither be you envious against the workers of inequity. Don't want to do what they are doing because 
That means that spirit is going to be found in us. And that spirit can be found in our heart. It is better. It is better for let people to be, if there is an offense, it is better to be the person offended than the person that's doing the offense. Because that thing is found in that person's heart and they have to give accountability for it. They have to give accountability for it. So why would I want to give accountability? Why would I want to take the risk of envy being found in my heart with God? Because now that's something I have to get delivered from. That would be something um, that would be Matthew 18, Matthew 18. Okay, it says in Matthew 18, it says in verse one of Matthew 18, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, the word of God, the Lord saying, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And the Lord Jesus, the word of God, called a little child unto him, unto the word, and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I, the word, the Lord, says unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So until we become like children of God, we can shout, we can dance our way, we can give tithes, but until we be converted, we have to be converted. Until we be converted and become as little children, little children you can mold, okay? You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble themselves or himself as this little child, because to be under the authority of anyone, we have to humble ourselves and submit to that authority. So in order for God to lead us, guide us, rule our lives and our hearts, we have to submit and surrender to the Lord. And this is one of the issues because a lot of us are in a pretense and God knows who his children are. God knows if that person has humbled themselves to him. God knows if that person is following him, diligently seeking him, desiring, even desiring him. And so we can pretend with people, but God knows our heart. He knows whether we are truly converted. He knows whether we've truly become new creations in Christ. We can't be doing the same thing. There is no way to be saying we are the children of the most high God and still rendering evil fruit. How is that possible? Because God changes our core. He changes our core. Yes, this is who I used to be. This is what I used to do. But with his spirit dwelling in us, unless we keep quenching the Holy Spirit, it's like impossible to literally do evil. It's an, unless we're doing it unintentionally, but God guides us. He, he guides us, okay? It says, it says, and, and we respond to things differently. We respond differently. 
It says in um, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever shall receive one such little child in my name, in the name of Jesus, the word of God receives me, receives the word, receive what God is saying. Because it says, whosoever therefore shall humble himself. Jesus did that. He submitted himself even unto death, okay? It's, it, it humbled himself as this little child because he is the child of God. So he humbled himself. It says, but whosoever, verse six, shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, believes in Jesus, the word of God, it were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and that he were drowned in the death of the sea. It would be better. That's what he says. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that the offense come. But woe to that man by whom the offense come. We're really not thinking like this. We're really not understanding this because we don't mind offending each other. And he says, whoa, that's a warning. Whoa, don't do it. He says, touch not my anointing, do my prophets not. We don't even care. We don't care if we cuss a pastor. We don't care if we cuss one of God's teacher. We don't care if the person anointed. It can, we think because we related to the person, we can do it. We think because it's our child, we can do it. We think as if our parents, we can do it. We think if it's our cousins, uncle, aunts, we can do it. And we can't do it. God didn't say, except for this family member. God didn't say, except for this church member. No. And we're not thinking. We are not thinking about recompense. We are not thinking about recompense from God. We are not thinking about reciprocity from God. We are not thinking. And then when things start happening in our life, in our health, in our finances, with our marriages, with our children, we can't understand. And we're blaming the enemy and it's not the enemy. It's what we have done, who we have touched, who we didn't, who we should have prayed for, who we didn't pray for, who we prayed for with an evil heart, who we think we can do stuff all kind of way. That's, that's, that's no, that is not the right response because he gives us the instructions of our responses. He gives us, I'm going to pay them back. I'm going to do the, that's an earthly response. That's a carnal mind because now God going to see that you don't mind avenging yourself. We're not, we're not thinking because hearts are wax cold. The average one, even sitting in the house of God, have no love. No love for somebody else sitting in the house of God. Now, everybody love their pastor. And two, they get a new pastor. Then they forget the old pastor. And they run to the new pastor. Or they running back and forth telling the new pastor what the old pastor did and what the old pastor, run to the old pastor. We're not receiving what God is saying to us but everybody's going to rest in peace and everybody's going to go to heaven. Everybody's not resting in peace. It's just, you can't rest in peace without God. We can't, we, we can't, we can't go to heaven without God. Like, okay, I'm just going to bypass what God said and he going to let me up in heaven. No, 
he showed us the example, the flood, before you even get to Sodom and Gomorrah, the flood, the flood. There wasn't only eight people on the face of the earth. There was not only eight people on the face of the earth. There was not only eight people and a bunch of animals on the face of the earth. Some people had babies. Some people had, had all kinds of stuff because, because men had then given birth to daughters. That's what the words say, which is interesting. But that's what the, that's what the words say. He says the sons of God was in the earth. What happened to those sons of God? Because they wasn't in the ark. Unless it was only four sons of God. No. We, we think grace is going to make God go against his word. Jesus said, I did not come to do away with the law. Um, verse 17, Matthew 5, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. It's not destroyed. It's fulfilled. Everything has to be manifested. And we're truly, we're not living to live again with God. We're, we're, we're responding earthly because we have become earthly because we're drunk we are sleeping and we're drunk off the things of the world and nothing is sacred to people anymore nothing nothing is sacred like people are not afraid of the lord not afraid of the lord not afraid to to hurt people not afraid to kill people rather physically or with our mouths or or actions and, and I mean, even trying to be deceptive to the people, just being deceptive. No, I really like them. Eh, eh, eh. That's, we're not, no, like God is not watching this. He's not watching this. Sometimes we in the church thinking about the church members wrong in the church and, and people are not scared. They're not afraid because God is love. We shouldn't have to be afraid of God. That's the devil because he said reverence. Those that fear my name. Those that fear my word. Fear what I'm saying. We have to come back in alignment. We have to come back. I, I, I truly I understand why pastors quit. I do, but we can't. No matter how dark the days get, there's so many times I just don't want to, especially when you know you feed in Judas, but you still got to feed Judas because Judas has to fulfill Judas' assignment. It all works together for the good. The most ugly works together for the good. It really does. But we have to have a perspective to really want that, to see it. It does. We you, There's no retirement with God. There's no quitting. That's not an option. We have to finish our race. Even when we know somebody's there plotting to take us to Galgotha. We still got to go. We still, even when you know you're about to walk into a Swarm of serpents. When even when you know 
There's nothing but wolves around you. We still got to go. Even when you know people, they're eating and getting up, rising to play. We still. There's only a remnant in the earth. And we need to want to be a part of that remnant. Otherwise, we won't even see the kingdom of God. We have to be born again. And that's the step that's missing. Because when you're born again, you don't have to tell nobody. It's evident. And even the response around you will be evident. Because he said you'll be most hated above all men for loving Jesus. And when you're loved, you know you're not there yet. When you're loved by all men, you know you haven't truly picked up your cross yet. But when you pick up that cross and you see the hatred in people's heart, you know you're in a good place. So I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of man. Pray they have the most blessed evening in the beautiful and awesome name of Jesus. Peace.